Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. And for at least some of the first half against Leeds, we did look like a team capable of beating the very best. That wasn't until we were undone by some shambolic defending. We'll get to that in a moment. Plus, Frankie gives me the sweats with today's spicy question. But before we work our way through all of that, it's time I check in on the man himself. Frankie, it's been a while. How have you been? Yeah, it's been about three years, I think, since Aston Villa played <laughs> yeah. a game. So it's, you know, since you look, pre-COVID you look a bit like, times. You, you look a bit like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Yeah, yeah, I've just been dishevelled. Spent the last few weeks just talking to a ball called Wilson. <laughs> just uh, lost him at sea, swam after him in the middle of the Pacific, screaming. Actually, I, I thought about it, but... I think I might be responsible for Argentina winning Copper America. Okay, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear more yeah. about this. So basically, for a while, I was doing a lot of kind of like celebrity interviews, right? I'm not. I don't think I've ever really okay. spoken about it on this show. I've, but I've, I've mentioned, I've interviewed quite a lot of like famous people over the years, just Here through work. And one year I had to interview Lionel Richie. I thought you were going to say, I thought, I thought you were going to say Lionel Messi. The <laughs> well, of, uh, Argentina. well, I said to Lionel, it was, it was in, I think it was in about 2017 and it was just after Argentina had lost in the Copa America final to Chile. Hmm. And Lionel Messi was so devastated that he retired from playing for Argentina. I said to Lionel Richie, just standing there in this like, long line, I went to him, did you know that Lionel Messi is named after you? And he went, I do know that. <laughs> and I went, oh, well, he's he's had a tough week. He's had to, he lost in the Copa America final. He's retired from Argentina. Do you, do you have a, a message for your namesake? And uh, Lionel Richie went, just take it easy like Sunday morning. He's a Lionel. <laughs> he's good. Do you know how many times I've been to the Grammys and lost? He'll win again. And then what do you know? Lionel Messi... Did he hear Lionel Richie's message? Did he decide to come back and play for Argentina? And that led to the butterfly effect of him coming back and winning the Copa America. So in my own head canon, I'm telling myself, me asking Lionel Richie that question, got back to Lionel Messi. And that's why Emmy Martinez has won Copa America. So I personally would like to just say thank you um, to, to all. Well, if we have any Argentinian listeners, of course, you can get in touch with us on social media to um, express your thanks to Frankie Maguire for his small part in uh, in, in your nation lifting the Copa America title. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it, well, that's an interesting. It's, yeah, it's like the butterfly effect, isn't it? It's it's like a, a small incident happening years in advance, <laughs> having, having huge consequences in the yeah. preceding years. And also, I mean, I mean, also, it has presented you with an opportunity to tell everybody that you know you interview a lot of famous people, including Lionel <laughs> Richie. So yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that, that has happened. Um, there is video evidence if people don't believe me, but uh, no, I don't. I'm not actually delusional enough to believe this is true. But yeah, it's just a story I re- I'd not thought about it for ages, and then I just this week I was like, oh yeah, do you remember that time I asked Lionel Richie whether he knew <laughs> Lionel Messi was named after him? I've got this image of you waking up at half two in the morning, bolt upright in bed, and then shaking your girlfriend awake because <laughs> yeah. you've just had this this memory come back, and you need to tell someone immediately about it. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm glad you shared it with uh, myself and the wider the wider audience. But Frankie, this isn't a Lionel Richie or Lionel no, Messi not, podcast. This is an be. Aston Villa podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to take this back to the main topic of the program. This Aston Villa, and it finished Villa three, Leeds three. Yeah, it was a 
crazy game, very much like that story, Frankie. Um, it's been a few hours since. Have you made sense of it yet? Truly, it was like, you know, in WWE, when Jim Ross used to talk about a slobber knocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just two big hoss, you know, big tough fighters just bashing each other. That's kind of what it looked like last night. It was yeah. absolutely crazy. Um, a fever dream, uh, a five-a-side game where everyone had taken way too many Skittles and just before <laughs> and were on a mad sugar rush. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's so it's really... It's, I've been thinking about it all day, this game. Uh, we're recording this day after it, and... I still don't know how to make quite make sense of it all, but mm. if I am to to try and get to rationalize it, what it reminded me of a bit is talking of Barcelona again. Uh, but basically, I remember I used to watch a lot of Pep Guardiola's Barcelona, right? And they used to generally be in control of games. They were just an in, insanely good side. Uh, but I remember they once played at Athletic Bilbao when they were managed by Marcelo Bielsa, and Bilbao did man for man marking. And Barcelona got so thrown off their game. It ended 2-2, but they equalised in the last minute. Um, but it reminded me of weirdly a little bit of that game, um, kind of just this wild slugfest where kind of all the rules went a bit out the window. Um, and maybe it's, it's hard to judge Villa off this game just mm. because it was such an unusual encounter. Um, you know, we, I thought we started the first 10 minutes actually pretty well. I thought we put them under pressure uh Meslier passed it straight out for a corner um yeah, so yeah. it was a decent start but then they just go after it they, they get the ball forward and you know that first goal I've watched it back multiple times and I can't quite work out what, what's going on there because <laughs> yeah, like Luca Digne seems to be quite far up the pitch the other three defenders seem to be have come across quite far at the back post Jack Harrison's got about 20 million yards to just stand around on his own. And that happened a couple of times the first half, actually. Mm. Um, Mings should have done better, yeah. yeah. Um, Rodrigo did well to win the ball off him. And in fairness to Dan James, it was an excellent finish. Mm. Um, and then after that, I felt like, oh, God, this is just going to get worse and worse, particularly when James hit the bar. But then what do you know? When you've got a player like Coutinho, you know... Even if he's not playing well all round in a game, that first touch mm. and that way to pass, yeah, absolutely astounding. Um, the first goal, great ball in from Matty Cash, great touch from Coutinho. You know, really hard into his feet, and to place it where he did for the finish was just that's just world class. And then, yeah. wow, Jacob Ramsey making those runs from deep um, from midfield—that's something Leeds seemed to struggle with. And they just couldn't cope with it in the first half. Coutinho, those those two balls were absolutely spectacular. Just brilliant passes. Um, and Jacob Ramsey, both finishes. Mm. Uh, first finish, that little step he takes where he just sort of hesitates yeah. slightly yeah. to throw brilliant. the defender off, yeah. compose himself, and then take the shot. Mm. For his age, at the age of 20, to be doing that, not only making the run, showing that game intelligence, but taking, but finishing it how he did, Spectacular. And the second goal was just when that went in, roof of the net, I thought. And he goes off and he does his little knee slide, mm. points at Coutinho. You thought it was just a moment of clarity, wasn't it? You know, we've been saying for such a long time on this show that Ramsey, what is his ceiling? Dancing on the ceiling with Lionel Richie. Um, <laughs> you know, what is it? 
honestly, I think it's 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 definitely England. Yeah. Um, I, just at his age, the rapid progression he's shown since that Arsenal goal, particularly, which was his first goal for the club, just amazing. And he's just going to get better and better. Um, Buendia, I thought, played well. But then if we look at it, you know, defensively, something is not right at Villa this season defensively. Compare us to last season, so many clean sheets. We looked at quite solid. Something's not right. And it, it, it's almost like concentration or something that just mm. isn't there. Um, the Brentford game, for instance, like second half, we're in absolute shambles. I couldn't concentrate. And halfway through the first half of that game, we'd been so on top. But then again, that we're just sort of sloppy passes, too casual. And last night, Leeds' second goal before half time was absolutely criminal because we yeah, could have gone on and won that game 5 1, honestly. Yeah. But mm. the way, just for them to, for Klitsch to backheel it like he did, and for no one to pick up Rodrigo, again, that name Rodrigo, his movement was really good. Dan James caught the eye, but Rodrigo put, hassled our defense to no end. He was, I thought he played well, Rodrigo. But Douglas Louise. I think it was Coutinho chased after him, but Douglas Louise also let him go past. So Rodrigo just had forever. Esri Conte just turned around and just watched it. And then it goes up, in, it just loops up in the end. You know, Buendia and Tyro and Ming is jumping for it. And Dan, and Dan James wins the header. It's just an, it was just, the pitch. just like that to me was symptomatic of everything that's been bad about Villa this season, that goal. It was the lack of concentration, the lack of dis- discipline, too casual. I, I don't, I don't exactly know what the root cause of that is. I don't know whether it's a character thing, an ability thing. I don't know. Um, but it's weird. The last season, we didn't seem to do that so often. Whereas this year, something's not quite clicking in that defensive mode. What did you mm, think? Well, if we start talking about the defence first, seeing as that's a topic we're on, um, I think perhaps it might have something to do with a change in... Um, tactics that Gerard has implemented I mean we've talked before about his keenness to see the wing backs the full backs push up in terms yeah. of Dina and and uh, and cash and obviously with them doing that and contributing to the offensive period of play obviously it was cash's assist for, for Coutinho's goal which is obviously really good to see and, and and that's what he needs to add to his game we said that before about Matty Cash yeah we have yeah, yeah. um great to see but it clearly exposes us at the back. And that was that's always the risk. Obviously, if you've got if you've got your fullbacks playing so high, you need to have you need to have that level of discipline with the players that are staying back and um and concentration. And you know, we've talked about Tyron Mings previously on the show. Unfortunately, I think in this particular system, he struggles because his concentration just isn't very good. I think I think that's that's probably one of his big flaws. Is that he's just not entirely switched on um, for the whole, you know, ninety minutes. Mm. And against a team like Leeds, and we talked about, you know, they didn't really have, in terms of across the pitch, their their, their threats really come from their offensive players, their their wide players, like Harrison, Rafinha. I mean, we we, we cursed it uh, in the last show by by saying we didn't feel Dan James was was going to be a, a goal yeah. threat. <laughs> yeah, and he rocks oh, up the two goals. Um, but uh, but but what he is obviously good at is his ability to press and um, his pace, stamina is 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 really really good. Um, and against you know Mings Mings really had a, a really difficult game. As did Konza. I thought I thought both Konza of them really poor. struggled. Both, both of them, them were poor. poor. Both of them. Um, and we go back to the issue of 
perhaps what they need is is that kind of ball winning anchor defense midfielder in front of them to yeah. shore it up because because you, you talked about Luis losing his man I'm not entirely sure whether Nakamba would have maybe allowed that to happen you know with, with his sort of defensive mindset mm. um who knows but but that's that's kind of what I walked away thinking but but going to a more positive slant offensively we are looking yeah I honestly think we're what we're looking like one of the most potent teams in the league mm. you know if you if you look at if you look at Coutinho if you look at Ramsey those you know that that partnership is just unbelievable I mean if you asked if you spoke to if you spoke to Ramsey you know two years ago when he was on loan at Doncaster that in you know a matter of sort of months basically really a few months he'd be he'd be he'd be with Coutinho at Villa Park you know yeah. scoring Villa's these Villa's joint top scorer this season now Jacob Ramsey he's scored, he scored five goals mm. um his finishing is insane I mean very confident very confident I mean yeah yeah, he is very confident we talked about you know goals breed that confidence he's got that confidence now but the goal he scored against Norwich the goal he scored against Arsenal these two goals he scored now against Leeds yeah brilliant finishes um he talked about his movement with the first but the second just finding the roof of the net with that strike just brilliant great finish yeah um and then afterwards obviously Gerard said that you know Ramsey's right up there with some of the England players he's played with, and for and for Steven Gerrard to say that, and as as good as an attacking midfielder he was, to to say that about Jacob Ramsey really kind of says it all. And and can I just say, yeah. I think credit is 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 owed to Dean Smith here for spotting his potential because we all we all said that Jacob Ramsey never really stood out as someone that could reach the level that he's already reached. Particularly, you know, we we, we knew he was a talent, but perhaps no more so than anybody else of his age. But he was given that opportunity by Dean Smith and his game has come on leaps and bounds now under Gerrard and with Coutinho actually on the pitch. As you were saying, his ceiling is God knows where he could end up. Um, you know, it, it, potentially a legitimate England call up for the World Cup. You know, he's peaking yeah, at the I right time he, for that. Yeah, he, he's yeah. he's got to be entering Southgate's thoughts and, and um, you know, that's, that's something that he can, he, can, uh, he can certainly achieve. And then just finally to move on to Coutinho, two goals in his first two home games. I, I looked into that first pair to do that since Carlton Cole in August 2004. <laughs> yeah, what a player. Um, <laughs> what a player <laughs> emula- he was. Emulating talk sports Carlton Cole. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that's two goals, two assists. Um, Gerard said after the, after the game as well in his post-match interview that he thinks he'll get even better. And, and, and it seems that the minutes he got with Brazil, you know, scored a great goal. So, yeah. you know, internationally, you know, that's excellent for fitness, excellent for confidence. And, and that's, that was, that was shown in his performance against Leeds. Um, and yeah, this relationship forming, this bizarre relationship between, you know, um, Jacob Ramsey of Birmingham and, and uh, Brazil's Felipe Coutinho is, <laughs> is this bizarre match made in heaven. They just seem to just get each jo- other. Jogger, um, jogger Bromito. <laughs> yeah, it's, Bromito, it's, that's what it's, call it. it's it's bizarre you know the man from the man from perry bar and <laughs> felipe Coutinho just just having that relationship and 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 yes yeah, yeah. it's, it's looking it's looking really good the only the only drawback i would say about our offensive play is whatever's going on with ollie watkins yeah. is 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 an interesting yeah. point and I, and I wanted to kind of pick your brains on that because for the past few games he just he looks a bit leggy he looks second to a lot of the of a lot of balls yeah a bit quiet a bit uninterested and also i've noticed he just never really seemed i know this is a bit of maybe a bit of a daft point but he never really seems to celebrate goals he never really seems particularly enthusiastic about anything <laughs> that we do um so 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we said we said that we, we felt that he was the right man to play in that position. Yeah. Also, we've got, we've got Newcastle in the next game. I'm, I'm not entirely sure he's justified starting in that game, potentially. No, after his performance against Leeds, he definitely hasn't. Um, I think there's a good case to be made that Ings should start after the way he played yesterday. Um, I love Watkins. I always ha- have done since he started at Villa. To be fair to him yesterday... A couple of the runs he made were a, f- a part of how Ramsey managed to find space and, um, you know, he managed to drag defenders around and all that. So I still give him credit for that. I still, But yesterday, he just looked like a player who wasn't sure of himself. And sometimes strikers go through those periods, you know, they don't, they don't have a goal for a little while and suddenly it's like the world's against them, you know, they can't get going. Um, maybe a couple of weeks out actually hasn't benefited him. He needed to just keep playing. You know, I think it will come good. He just needs a goal. That's just what he looks like mm. to me at the moment. Um, but I never felt last night where I watched him where I thought he was going to score. It didn't just no. didn't feel like it. With Ings there, he needs to get his form back quite quickly. Um, because that was that wasn't a great display. And I think the problem for Villa was that only a few of our players were at it last night. You know, those who were at it were really at it. Mm. And those who weren't were really off. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know whether that's just Leeds' style throwing them off a bit, which is possible, mm. or whether it's just not there. You know, a couple of weeks out hasn't benefited some of them. Um, you know, yeah, Conser again. It was just almost like, what are you thinking for that yeah, red card? It was. Like, it was, what, it was, what are you was doing? So, it was daft, wasn't it? Absolute it was so daft. Madness. Like, do you think a part of that was just his frustration because he knew that he had a difficult game? And and that was how it was sort of manifesting itself. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah I mean, it was it was a crazy thing to to do. Yeah, maybe you know still, they're all still young people, aren't they? You know, their early twenties, so they're probably still a bit more youthful exuberance and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. But not like us, Frankie. Not like us, you know. <laughs> cynical, cynical, past it, weathered, weathered, seen it all. <laughs> Nothing excites us anymore, uh, <laughs> except for Jacob Ramsey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I just well, last night was the first time I looked at Villa and thought, I wonder if Gerard might look at Mings and Concert and think, I need a commander who is more consistent mm. in defense. And I think Mings is that player on occasion. So, like when we played Leeds away last season and won 1 0. He was spectacularly good. He was brilliant. Got every, read the game, commanded the game, you know. And uh, by the way, marvelous Nakamba played in that game last season when we beat uh, Leeds. It was Nakamba, McGinn, and uh, Ramsey, Ramsey was in midfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think Nakamba probably was a bit of a miss last night. To be honest, he's, look, he's just he's just a more natural defensive player than Douglas Luiz is. Douglas Luiz mm. is quality player but he's I think you'd see the best of him if he was allowed to sit a bit further forward Mm. Um, so look I I I did just wonder if like he'll want players who are more consistent and don't have those concentration drops and I love Mings Mm. I'm not saying I want you know I'm not suddenly just on the anti-Mings bandwagon which makes me sort of nauseated listening to it but um you know there were moments that's not where I thought Mm, I could see, I could understand if doubts crept into Gerard's mind last night. I, I would, I would say that since since January the first, basically, really in the last few weeks, and since we've had such an impressive transfer window, everybody's expectations about what Villa 
should and can achieve have been have been lifted you know the signings i mean coutinho is just what what, what he's doing at villa park is still baffles me um and <laughs> well, um, that's it was well, perfect club for him big club hey absolutely but i tell you what he seems to be loving playing for us is what i would also say it seems to be a good fit for some mm. bizarre reason he he seems to feel a big coutinho and aston villa seems like a match made in heaven um luca Dina, you know a, a legitimate world-class fullback you know french international played for some of the biggest clubs in Europe. And, and obviously these signings, um, they, the, the expectation level rises when, when you bring players in like that. And so, yeah. you know, Mings, Mings, um, Mings was interview, uh, did an interview for the Guardian newspaper uh, in the last week or so. And he mentioned Gerard pushing everybody, raising players' games, um, going to another level. And it was, I, I think it was interesting reading that article in the context of the, of the draw against Leeds and particularly his performance, because it made me think, okay, some players' games are going to the next level, but is, his, is, is he being left behind by all that? Um, you know, Gerard is unsentimental. Trezeguet's off, Target's off, El Ghazi's gone. From the first game back in the Premier League, which was our 3-1 defeat at Tottenham, um, yeah. only Mings and John McGinn uh, started that game and are crazy. still with us. It's crazy. Um, and you can legitimately say that McGinn's game from that from that day has gone on a level, definitely. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And but I think there is an argument to be made about Tyron Mings and whether he has improved significantly enough to mm. warrant his place in in the team that Gerard wants us to be, which is yeah. challenging, obviously, for the European spots and and for the cups. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I just, I just, I just thought last night it was a game where he. Hopefully, it's a one-off. Hopefully, it's a game where he, it just wasn't. You know, I mean, to be fair to him, when he pressed forward, he actually caused Leeds lots of problems. Yeah. It was quite intelligent of him to do that as a defender to just, you know, break their lines and go at them. Um, but just the three goals, it felt like. All three of them, I think he could have done better on, really. Um, so I'm not sure how much Gerard would have liked seeing that. Um, and I think mm. it, we'll, we'll see going forward what that might mean. But, you know, there's still a way to go in the season. So there's still time to get up, you know, every, for everyone to improve. You know, there's still, I think everyone can get to a higher level and um, hopefully all of them do. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. Fire up the oven, whack the kettle on, get your cold milk ready to make your belly feel steady as I ask this, the spicy question. It's here where we cover the controversial topics, write bad rhymes and get the creative juices flowing. Today, George, I'm asking you, you're Johan Langer for a day. You've got your grin all sorted for a photo (laughs) with a new signing. Then a telegram arrives via carrier pigeon from Arsenal. They've made a bid for Douglas Louise. Are you accepting it? It's the carrier pigeon part of the deal. <laughs> Have it for dinner. <laughs> Poach it. Um, 
<laughs> well, it's that is certainly that is a very interesting proposal. Um, uh, yeah, we talk, we, this is I'm imagining this is sort of transfer deadline day. This carrier pigeon is knackered. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's been told to rush up to Birmingham ASAP because this, <laughs> this bid's come in. Like Peter um, Oden Wingy at QPR. <laughs> It's pigeon sort of leaning out the, win- the window of a car. <laughs> Just cooing into a microphone. <laughs> Douglas Louise, terrific, terrific player, terrific player. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, first of all, I would, I, would, uh, I would question how much the bid is. You haven't specified um, yeah. how much money we're talking. I think that's quite an important part of this whole agreement. Well, that's that's what I'm saying to you. I mean, you're Johan Langer. You've got a fee in your head. I mean, what, you, what would you, sure. would you be prepared to accept one and what would it be? Hmm. I mean, first of all, I would. There, it's there are some players that I would, um, I would uh, just flat out refuse to negotiate. Um, but Douglas Louise is not one of them. I think I would, uh, I would certainly consider a, a, an offer for Douglas Louise. The, the problem, the problem Louise has, it's more a problem that we have actually is, and something that we talked about at great length is he's playing in a position that just doesn't really suit him. Um, and I think his performance yesterday again kind of indicated that he's just not—he's just not that sort of number six defensive midfielder that we need. Um, and he's being asked to, to play there. He is very much a square peg in a round hole. And and the the problem is again for him is that the players that do play in his position are playing better than he did when he played there. So um, so he's not budging. He's not budging Ramsey. He's not budging Coutinho, and he's not budging McGinn. So that makes him, and 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 in in the you know in the background we've got Chukwemeka and we've got um, Sanson, who I would argue are both sort of on that similar level. Mm. So we've got a lot of players in his position, which means that ultimately you'd absolutely consider a bid for him. And if a bid came in for say, I don't know anything from twenty-five to thirty million plus. I probably would consider it. Yeah, the thing which would already obviously um, drive his price up is he's he's very young. He's what still only twenty two, twenty three. Um, so there is potential to improve, and he's a fully fledged Brazilian international, um, which which in itself drives his um, price up. And and he has, I think, he's formed a decent connection with the with the fans. I think generally people like him at the Villa. They like the fact we've got. I mean, he was our first Brazilian international. Mm. um and um That's you know he, he, he which is which is it is crazy, crazy. For, for a club, for a club long like ability, yeah, i know it's it's it is mad i mean we remember we were we, we almost signed roberto carlos back yeah. in like the mid 90s didn't we? Yeah. That, that fell through that would have been nice but yeah yeah and 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 he was really integral in portions of our recent history i mean when we came back after the lockdown break he was he was i think heads head and shoulders above yeah, he was our, our best players. player for a lot. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And if you yes. ask me, then if a bid came in, I would he'd be one of those players I'd just point blank refuse to sell. But now a lot's changed since then, um, and I think I, I, I would absolutely consider a bid. I mean, it's a shame it's from Arsenal. <laughs> I'm not particularly fan of Arsenal and um, and how we've dealt with them in terms of our recent transfer dealings. But yeah. but yeah, I think I don't think he really improves them particularly. Um, it would be a strange decision as far as I'm concerned. Um, so uh, if we if we had the money and could invest in areas of the pitch where we actually need to, like a defence midfielder, like Basuma, who, be, who we've been linked with, obviously, 
I think I'd take that. And to be honest, I think there'd be a lot of Villa fans out there who would agree. Mm. Yeah, I think Douglas Luiz might be a better player than we're seeing at Villa, just because of the role he's playing in. Mm. I think if he was allowed to play further forward, um, perhaps kind of where McGinn, maybe a bit more of a McGinn role, or I don't know, um, but just allowed to sit a little bit further forward rather than yeah. having to do all the defensive duties, I think we might see he's a much better player than we currently are seeing. Like if he'd gone back to City, you know, if they'd enforce that buyback, I could see him slotting in at City. I could see him just being a player that they bring on for half an yeah, hour and he just, yeah, exactly. he just he, passes he a move, pass a move. City. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gets 90 minutes and he does the job. Uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of change this summer at Villa. Um, I think maybe some quite surprising changes. We're going to have to make a couple of big sales at some point uh, if we're going to fund some big, you know, moves to make our midfield or squad slightly more balanced, I guess. Uh, it's, it's, it feels to me like the midfield areas where we need some a bit better balance. Yeah. I like Douglas Louise a lot and I'd be sort of low to lose him. But I could understand it if we sell him for something like 35 million. He, he seems could, to be get stalling on a contract yeah. as, as well. Exactly, um, yeah. uh, which which makes me even more inclined to sell him. There's there's been been a lot of kind of rumors on social media that he is a target for a lot of clubs. I mean, Arsenal is is seems to be one one of the clubs most strongly linked to him, but yeah. I think there there have been others. I think there's certainly interest probably, and there will be interest in, across Europe for him. Europe, definitely. Um, and, definitely. Um, you know, Fabrizio Romano, who's, you know, the, the famed transfer journalist, um, tweeted recently, I think, only in the last sort of few days, I think, that, that the Luis deal seems to be likely um, yeah. and want, certainly one to keep an eye on. Of, of all the players who I think will move on in the summer, he would be at the top of the list of names that I think of high profile names that I think will will leave the club. Yeah, I think he's the most likely. Matt Target as well, I would say. They're two players that yeah. I would imagine are going to go Target. this summer, most likely, and you can probably get good decent fees. You know, if Newcastle want Matt Target, I personally rate him at about 45 million, 50 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe up it's 55. Yeah. Whatever. Round, whatever. Round it up. Yeah, whatever their owners are willing to pay. Um, so, yeah, I think Douglas is on his way, most likely in the future. But um, if we can use those funds to get, you know, an upgrade at defensive midfield, that might be money well spent. Uh, but I'd be, as I say, it's not somebody I'm actively wanting to sell, but I think I could understand if they did. That was the spicy question, and both George and I think that Douglas Louise could well be on his way this summer. If you would much prefer that Douglas stayed at the villa, or you think we should use the money to sign someone else, you can get in touch with us with your opinions on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game. It's Newcastle at St. James's Park on Sunday. No concert in defence, and it's a very different Newcastle to what they were a few weeks ago. Could that spell problems for the Villa, Frankie? Absolutely. Uh, our record at St. James's Park over the years is bad enough, um, apart from that game where Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer got into a massive brawl, ripped each other's shirts off and... Uh, got both got sent off, which was fantastic. 3-0 win to Villa. But 
no, we've not had a good record at St James's Park. I think in the last few years, Newcastle have been the worst team to watch in the Premier League. Absolutely rubbish, pathetic, passive. But that's not what they were against Everton the other day, and it wasn't what they were against Leeds. So the two mm. wins in a row. Everton, um, it was the Alan San Maximan show, wasn't it? Uh, as bad as Everton were. Um, Can I just say, his name is the, is the most poorly pronounced name in football commentary. No oh, one yeah. can say Alan Sin Maximan, right? It's it's always like Alan Sam Maximum. <laughs> <laughs> like Max Power. <laughs> this Homer Simpson's Max Power. Alan Sam Maximum every single time. <laughs> actually, just, yeah. yeah. You're right, actually. Yeah, <laughs> they do say that. Sam Maximum. Yeah, yeah. Sam, Sam Maximum. It's a great, <laughs> great zombie. So much. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, just when are you saying it? I'm like, they do say that. I heard, I heard Martin Keown do it the other day. I just was gritting my teeth every time people <laughs> came to him. Smash the TV. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it was the Sam. It was the Sam. Sam. It was Maximum. The Sam, the Sam Maximum show. <laughs> yeah, Sam Maximum show. He was uh, absolutely incredible. Um, really, really confident. Uh, just going up there at their fullbacks, and uh, it's going to be a big day out for Matty Cash, really. He tends to play on that side of the pitch. So, you know, if we push our fullbacks quite far forward, that's a lot of space for uh, Sam Maximan to uh, exploit. Um, and then we've also got the nightmare scenario that they have a striker in Chris Wood who has not yet scored a goal. So, you know, if you ever need a goal in the Premier League, Aston Villa is your choice. Adi Akinbae couldn't score. Play Villa. Oh, guess what? Just head and creeps over the line or whatever. Like it just, you know, those records when it's always like strikers who have their most goals in the Premier League. It's always like Villa yeah. and Newcastle. Like always. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I've got a, I got a feeling um, they're going to cause us quite a fair few problems. Concer not being there makes me wonder who's it going to be. Callum Chambers mm-hmm. or. Uh, Courtney, Courtney Hawes, Hawes uh, I think it will be Hawes, if I had to I th- guess at it. I, th- I think Chambers, just just for his, because he's right-footed. And he came on think, last night, didn't and he? And he came on last night. That's true. Yeah. And he's a, he's Gerard signing. So I, 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 think, I think Chambers, but it could be, I mean, either or. It's, either it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be tough for both of them because they've not got loads and loads of minutes this season, particularly Chambers new club as well so if we're if we're as shoddy defensively as we were against Leeds we're gonna get beat it's as simple as that defensively they're still not all that Newcastle um they're very much the team we can get at uh so I would like to think that again Ramsey hopefully Buendia's fit fingers crossed Mm. Ramsey uh and Coutinho can cause them a lot of problems our fullbacks can cause them problems breaking forward. Hopefully, McGinn gets a bit more into the game than he did against Leeds. And uh, Ollie Watkins, will it be Watkins or Ings? Who's going to start, do you think? Yeah, it'd be an interesting one to see the lineup. I think he will persist with Watkins. I think you said not too long ago that we need to see a run of games with that kind of front three of, mm. I mean, hopefully for Buendia's fit, uh, Buendia, Watkins, and uh, Coutinho. Because uh, I think they just need to play together a bit more and learn each other's games a little bit more. And, and to be fair, they just haven't had a chance because there's such a big gap between our last game and the Leeds game yesterday. Um, so 
I think he probably will go with Watkins. Obviously, it's not the longest turnaround between games. Yeah. So maybe Gerard might want to freshen it up and and maybe start Ing. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Ing start, but I would expect Watkins will will still be uh, will still be in the starting eleven. And I wonder if we'll see Leon Bailey as well. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, his possibly. New, his new clothes brand. He's got a new clothes brand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, I followed him on Instagram, and he was like, um, "Hi, everyone." Thanks for thanks Lions for following me. Really exciting news in the next twenty four hours, and I was like, "Oh my, oh, what is it? What is it?" I was expecting it to be like you know Villa related, like you know <laughs> he was definitely going to be in the starting lineup against Leeds. So oh no, I've just dropped a closing brand. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I should <cool>. do. <laughs> Like very, very exciting. I was just assuming it was going to be one of them like NFT things that John Terry's all into at the moment. But uh, but nah, it, um, I think Leon Bailey, hopefully we get to see a bit of him um, on, at the weekend. It's it's a shame we haven't seen more of Bailey this season because the glimpses we've seen that have been games where he looks really top quality. Mm. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can see a run out of him. Where he'll fit in is interesting. Well, I imagine he would, he would sort of go in the the uh Buendia position you'd, you'd think. think yeah if Buendia is not fit as well yeah but you know uh I doubt I doubt Bailey will start but if Buendia is not fit could be a Carney start you know could be or well, young maybe young yeah young was a tough choice that one isn't it um yeah I mean personally just uh, I mean yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not massively excited by the thought of Ashley Young starting um, whereas no, I would no. be more intrigued by Carney getting a few more minutes. Yeah, I thought Carney struggled to get going at first like when he came on against the Leeds. But, you know, when you're coming on to play that pace of the game, you're not used to it. He's never experienced anything like that. But with mm. it, but after 10 minutes of kind of looking a bit like a bit overawed, he started he sort of to gave the ball it. away, didn't he, outside our area, I remember. Um, yeah. One of the chances. But, he did struggle a little bit, but you're right, he did, he, he did he, grow into it. He, yeah, he grew into it and he started to look more confident, um, put in some good challenges and his, his progression forward. For an 18-year-old, you know, he's clearly got a lot of talent um, and going to, if he keeps his head together and keeps progressing, he's going to, Go somewhere in football, just sign a contract, can't we? With Villa, please. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I think we'll score. I think we'll get we'll, a through ball. Just we'll catch them out. I think, but two wins in a row, San Maxima, our defense not being at it, and now losing concert. I'm a bit worried, if I'm honest. Um, I I think I'm going to say a draw. Say draw. I'm going to go. You, you, one one draw, but I'm draw. leaning more towards the negative side on this one. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I think you know they're 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 scrapping to stay up. They've got yeah. the whole kind of wind behind their sails with the new ownership and the players that they brought in uh, at St James's Park, which is obviously yeah, got ridiculously good support, as everyone knows. As you say, yeah, two wins as well on the bounce. I think we we definitely have enough about us from an attacking perspective to cause them problems and I think we probably will score mm. but I think it might be it might be two, I think you might lose 2-1 maybe or it might be a two-all draw there'll be goals in it but um, yeah mm. I think maybe Newcastle will probably go into it as as favourites based on current form just take it easy like Sunday morning Villa <laughs> just use Flana uh, Rich's inspiring fi- words exactly finish finish how we started let's say uh, Start with Lionel Richie, end with Lionel Richie. 
Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Olinsky. See you later, Frankie. Catch you in a bit. Up the villa. Up the villa. And it is goodbye from me too. We'll be back to review that Newcastle game. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.